did that doll move? You squint at where you'd originally sat the doll down on the couch. Then scan to where he was now, in the kitchen. You call out to your roommate. Hey, did you move that chucky doll? No response. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You turn around quickly and see the doll standing, grinning its uncanny grin. The voice had changed, though. It sounded like your old friend Charles. But... But wasn't he dead? I think he was dead. I'll be your friend to the end, Reese. I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We'll tear your soul apart. Podcast of the Dead. Hello, everyone. This is Podcast of the Dead, the podcast about all things horror related. I am Zach Palmer. Sitting next to me is Isaac Wright. <laughs> I'm here. And joining us from the <laughs> void is Chrissy Beetle. How you doing, fam? <laughs> oh, why do you have to make this so difficult? Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we have another heavy hitter to talk about today. But first, we're going to talk about some horror, horror news. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is there is finally, I guess, a shooting schedule for the new Candyman being directed by Jordan Peele. Yay. Uh, it is starting filming uh, next month, which is August of 2020. Depends on, or sorry, of 2019. <laughs> I keep forgetting what year it is. <laughs> uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, in Chicago, uh, which, which is, cool. is yeah. great that there's shooting it in Chicago. Yep. That's going to be good. Uh, I feel like that'll be interesting. Like I said, I don't know how summers in Chicago are. I've heard from people that summers up in the Midwest get warm. Not but really. Eh. Not really. Uh, I mean, not compared to here. Yeah, true. Of course. In Texas, it mm. gets very warm. We were like at 108 yeah. or feels like 108 last yeah, week. Yeah, it'll... Fuck that, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> excuse you and thank you. Uh, the, Look, I'm going to be living there at some point. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um just the thing is, is uh, it doesn't ever get triple digits ever uh, in in Chicago. So oh, no, does it not? No. Oh, okay. I don't, I mean, it's certainly not it when I was there. It feel like that on the set, though. Yeah, because they, oh, yeah. they have all the lights, and it, it'll be miserable, but hopefully something really awesome comes out of it. And the big fur coat has got to be warm. Oh, true. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, that'll be... Is it supposed to take... It's not necessarily supposed to take place in... Wintertime. It um, just did at the time, right? When they filmed it the first time? It's taking place at where Cabrini Green used to be, because Cabrini Green has been torn down since. Right. Oh, and has it's it now really? the now yeah. gentrified section of Cabrini Green. Yeah. Yeah. Gentrification. How many Starbucks oh, are there? Yeah. Are there are, is there four, four Starbucks? Five Starbucks? How many? Tra- oh, it's not Starbucks. It's like, you know, Trader artisan Joe's. coffee houses. But they're owned by Starbucks. 
They're the parent there's company. At least, there's at least one Trader Joe. <laughs> uh, let's just put it that way. And maybe... T-R-A-I-T-O-R. Uh, Trader Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can see that you're upset that I got a laugh. Nah, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm ignoring it. Uh, anyway, uh, they're finally... I don't know why it took them so long to do this, but they're finally releasing the Good Guy cereal from the thing that we're talking about oh, today, gosh. Child's Play. Um... <laughs> And uh, it's collectible, but it's also ten dollars. Yeah, fuck that. I, I, for one, will not be munching down on some good guys. But it has the multicolor balls <laughs> and the crunchy rainbow marshmallows, <laughs> and it gives you power to be a good guy. And you're friendly more after. And <laughs> that's a sentence. <laughs> Uh, so like, so I wonder how many incels are gonna buy this cereal, hoping it'll make them a good oh, guy. Finally. Oh god! Oh god! Didn't take a hard right turn with the. This the is this is what it's this. like talking to you. <laughs> I, I hope you know that. This is what it's like being in the same room as you. Okay. I'm a good guy. Taking my cereal, Becky. With uh, with um. Why have Ye genetics Ye cursed me? Uh, Ye yellow top hats and uh, purple walking canes and oh wait, I'm in fedora, not top hat. But you, I, was like, I mean, incels can co-opt like, the this, top hat. Steampunk cereal. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're mainly incels, so possibly so. A lot of them are. Yes, that's true. Nah, uh, I find most steampunk people are now like middle-aged couples who like were too. Old slightly to be goth kids. Uh, yeah. Like, also, there the a lot of the time they're a poly couple that's like like looking for unicorns. Yeah. Why but, is that oh. a thing? Why is that like? Why does a steampunk genre and like a whole polyamorous thing just like fit together? Like, what about uh, steam engines makes you horny, oh guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say because cis people are wild. Or what? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, but also, uh, everything makes me horny, so I'm not going to judge. Uh, but I am <laughs> going to say it's part of, uh, I guess, that's just part of being in that community, really, is, okay. I guess, Polly. Look, we don't have a boner for Godzilla. I do. What? Okay. Moving on. <laughs> is, is, there a different, is there a different turn for uh, people that like to dress up in, like, lizard suits and, like, uh, kaiju suits and, as opposed scalies. to fursuits? Scalies. Oh, is it scalies? Yes. Oh, okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yes, scalies. We've educated you to yes. here today, just uh, let you know. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I think anyone wanted to know that. I mean, now they do, though. So, whether, or, whether they liked it or not, they have been educated. Look, it's a crap. It's a crapshoot of knowledge that you get from this sh the show. It's either very informative, uh, or or just the worst thing you've ever heard. Uh, we yeah. can't really regulate the content the way that you want. Uh, Mainly because I'm here. It's it's my fault. Primarily because Isaac's here. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't discredit me. I'm also a piece of garbage. I mean, uh, we're all pieces of garbage. We're all trash. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, wants to make more Evil Dead. But no more Spider-Man for whatever reason. Sh what? Shut because up. Because Marvel don't want him to do more good Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay, true. Oh, my God. But yes, I am excited about him, with the possibility of him doing more Evil Dead. That and is there's so many ways he could go with it. It's great. I, could, uh... I if am. If he could get Bruce out, we could get the apocalypse ending. Sure. If he gets Bruce out of retirement... 
you've got you could get the a, re, a, a sequel to the remake, which I would like. That's a lot. really the only thing I want is a sequel to the remake. Yeah, because I mean, I would. I love Bruce Campbell, obviously, and I love the character of Ash. But the arc that you get with Evil Dead through Army of Darkness is so good. And then you have Ash versus Evil Dead, which is so good. And then they made that new Evil Dead, which was fresh and new and had some new characters. It actually had like some emotional backstory it's to it. Very them. good. Yeah, I loved it. And so I would. Yeah, it was if, really fun. And for the longest time, they teased about putting those two franchises together the original Evil Dead franchise and the new Evil Dead franchise and having that be a whole thing. I would love mm. it if they still did that. But if they were only to do one of the two, my vote would be on new Evil Dead. That's just me. I mean, you I really, you really are. You really are understanding what it's like to be in a fandom of development hell. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I love Ghostbusters. Don't talk to me about development hell. <laughs> they made they made one not that long ago. Yeah, but not not Ghost the actual Ghostbusters three. The original Ghostbusters three they'd been writing since Ghostbusters two came out. When and am I gonna it get never happened and never happened. Three? Say what? When am I going to get legally blonde three? Half-Life 3 and and Legally Blonde 3 are like on the same development track. They're actually being done by the same team, by the way. Oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah? So we'll never get that. Yeah, exactly. They're both being developed by Dalf. is going to invade... Black Mesa? Yeah. (laughs) is going to invade Black Mesa. (laughs) Gordon Freeman's going to, like, join a sorority. (laughs) (laughs) And go to law school. I already have my scientist degree, but I need to be a lawyer in the meantime, because this cute guy is there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't show me. Okay. Anyway, I think that's quite enough of the news. <laughs> Let's get on to the main thing. Mm. Podcast of the Dead. Hey, hey, Zach here. Just a quick reminder to follow us on social media. Uh, that would be at PC of the Dead on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Podcast of the Dead is our Facebook page. And then if you want to email us about either movie suggestions or just to talk, then you can reach us at podcastofthedead at gmail.com. If you want to contribute to the show in a monetary way and want to help us make better content in the future, then you can also go to our Patreon and contribute there. Uh, The easiest tier is just First Blood, which is a dollar a month. And that is patreon.com slash pcofthedead. Okay, this week we're talking about another heavy hitter. And this is, uh, uh, well, besides Halloween... Another major slasher that somehow we haven't covered yet. We're talking about the first Child's Play Yay! from 1988. Uh, and this one is um, obviously fairly unique compared to the other slasher films from the 80s in the fact that it's, uh, first of all, it's kind of ambiguous. Uh, and, and we'll get into that, but it's a, it's a, it's a doll. He's <laughs> a, a good little boy that you could just drop kick. <clears throat> it's definitely, it's... I don't know. It's definitely one of the most unique horror story premises that you get. Whoa! My laptop makes that noise sometimes, don't worry. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) My laptop makes that noise sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I also make that noise. (laughs) Um, No, Chucky is one of the most unique 
uh, horror villains, I think, that you get from most slasher films. The only one that, I mean, the only one that's similar is like Annabelle, and even then, Annabelle's couched in reality, whereas Chucky is all kinds of 80s nonsense oh, yeah. thrown well, at the wall. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually, I remember reading something Don Mancini posted, that he actually did take some sort of inspiration for Chucky from a real-life doll. Huh. From Robert. Robert the Doll. Oh, Robert the Doll is a big thing. Um, Robert the Doll is actually... He lives in a house in San Francisco, I believe, now. Flo- no, he's in Florida. He's still, oh, in, Flo- okay. he's still in the museum in Florida. Zach okay. Bagans tried to buy him, and they said no. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's moved around some. But, yeah, Robert the Doll was a weird story of uh, a sailor doll being gifted to a son of uh, some parents that moved around a lot. Uh, they gave him the sailor doll, and he got weirdly attached to it and started treating it like a real person. And then, eventually, th- really weird shit started happening, and no one could explain it. And when the f- boy finally moved away, the mother and the doll were left alone in the same house. And she got wrecked hard by this doll. Like, the doll would fucking... The doll fucked her. No. Is what no, you're saying? Okay. No. <laughs> Robert Robert is, is is not anatomically correct. Chucky might be. But... Chucky is. Chucky is. Chucky is yes. anatomically correct. In in Bride of Chucky, me. they say he is anatomically correct. Correct. But back to Robert and really then they quick. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's... Robert terrorized the the mother of of the child for most of her later on in her life and like opened doors, would break things, all the all the shit. Until she finally just fucking nailed him up in a box and put him in the attic. So then the son comes home after college, like years and years later, finds the doll again. It has the exact same hold that it had on him before. He just starts talking to it again and acting like it's a real person. And uh, I'd have to look up the rest of the story. It I didn't even realize his that. marriage and until uh, yeah. he died. It lived in the house and it used to live in the house. Sorry, I, mm-hmm. I also know the story really well. He yeah, used to live in but, the house until they sold it to a museum, and now he runs around the museum. Yeah, you but he is kept... His, he, oh, yeah, go ahead. You have to ask his permission to take photos and stuff like mm-hmm. that, or he will, like, there is there is a curse. But people I think have, that's where Mancini got the voodoo idea from. Okay. But, yeah, people have recorded, after taking pictures of Robert the Doll without his permission, they have had their bank accounts drained. They have had their credit ruined. They have had, like, things of theirs sold without their knowledge. All kinds of crazy shit happens if you don't specifically ask permission. Sounds specifically money-related. It is. It normally is because he can't, because if you're away from him, he can't physically harm you. Mm. So it's usually he is able to get you... At you through other means or destroy relationships. I don't know. You'd have to look into it. Like I said, research Robert the Doll. It's really fucking interesting. But that makes sense if that's what kind of Chucky's based. That's on. that's intriguing. If that wasn't on our outline at all, it was so, not. So no, <laughs> that was just that a random thing that I. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I totally forgot about that. But yeah. It's, but it's good that we talked about that first because normally that's what we would talk about if we were talking about the origin story mm, of yeah. any sort of movie. Anyway, so it's good that we talked about it now. So let's talk about the plot of Child's Play. Yeah. Homeless oh. man gets doll and sells to lady. It was mistake. <laughs> lady <laughs> takes doll to son. Son get weird. <laughs> doll do murder. They think son. Doll blow up house. <laughs> if you were in, if you were in second grade, you understand what child's play is about now. You're welcome. <laughs> 
there's a serial killer. <laughs> and his name is Charles Lee Ray. Uh, he's, uh, the cops uh, are hot on his tail. Uh, he runs into a toy store, and uh, he kind of has, like, this, this sort of standoff in the toy store where he's hiding, even though it's very, he's yelling very clearly, so they should be able to find him easily. Uh, but We were watching this movie, and Zach's just flipping shit over. It's like, he's yelling so loud! This I is know. not a big space! How is he not able to find him immediately? Boxes. I say boxes and Detective Norris being a complete and other, other shit fuck. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that. Was this toy store built in a cave? Like, yes. where you can't tell where any source of sound is coming from. Uh, I, I was pretty upset about it, even though I've seen this movie multiple times. Anyway, so so uh, he he gets shot by the cop. Uh, I can't remember what the cop's name is. Um, What's the cop's name? I, Detective Norris. I can't remember his first Detec name. Detective Norris. That's all we need. Detective is his first name. Detective Fuckhead. He's Detective, 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 Detective fuck Norris. De Detective Fuckhead. Um, he gets shot uh, by... Detective Norris, and then as he's dying, he uh, grabs a good guy doll, which is the new hot toy of the holiday season. It's the Tickle uh, Me Elmo, y'all. It really is the Tickle Me Elmo <laughs> of, this, uh, of that generation, that movie. Uh, he pulls one out of the box, and then he starts performing a voodoo ritual, and then a lightning strike comes down and destroys the whole store, basically. Uh, although uh, Detective Norris somehow lives. Uh, we're not clear on that. We're not, we're not clear, clear on that Pearl one. Alma. Plot armor. <laughs> okay. Plot armor. Anyway, uh, so then we we flash to a, a single mother and her small child named Andy. The mother's name is Karen. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know either. Karen's she, just a funny name to me. I don't know. She wants, that's the thing. She isn't the type of Karen that would want to speak to your manager. That's she's true. actually really nice. She, she's, she's a very nice she's lady. She's a very good character. Yes, uh, portrayed by She's a very loving mom. Portrayed by Catherine Hicks, and yep. the kid is Alex Vincent. Yes, uh, and the serial killer Charles Lee Ray is Brad Dorif. He's an X Files. He is an you X Files. Mean Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I said too. I was like, wow, he looks a lot like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, he, actually, Tommy <laughs> you think Wiseau he looks like Tommy Wiseau in Charles Play One. Wait till you see him in Curse of Chucky. Oh god! Because you see him again in human form. He looks exactly. Oh no! Like Tommy, uh, Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau looks like a, a ripoff Brad Dorif. Which, I don't know. <laughs> to me. And Mark Hamill did a rip off Brad Dourif. So there you go. Yeah. It's, it's it all a, comes for, full circle. It's, it's, like big an, cycle. it's like an Uraburros over here. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's Andy's birthday, and uh, Andy wants a good guy doll real bad. But he just gets the tool belt, which he, is a MacGuffin for later. It's, it's great. too many details. I'm no, trying to no. keep it compact. <laughs> uh, he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so his mom, uh, Karen, uh, finds a, 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 I guess, a, a homeless guy in an alleyway selling the good guy doll uh, for relatively cheap, and he Could, buys it off of. I was him. just going to ask really quick. So did Chucky, after the store blew up, salvage one of the boxes, repackage himself, and leave himself somewhere to be found in order to be sold? No, more than likely what happened is the guy saw the doll on the floor, he repackaged oh, it, okay. and then he put it in his cart of goodies. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, she gives him the doll, gives Andy the doll, and then weird things start happening. Uh, and uh, you realize that uh, the voodoo ritual that... Uh, 
Charles Lee Ray performed actually worked over time. I mean, it's it's a slow reveal, which is great. Uh, and we'll talk about more about how it builds tension later. But mm. it's that's the basic premise is that now there's a serial killer that's in a doll and uh, shit happens. So that's that's all you need to know going into it. Now, let's talk about. 1988 specifically because uh 1988 in horror obviously it's the end of the 80s and we've seen a lot of slasher franchises by the time by this point uh we're on the fourth uh nightmare sequel the four the the fourth uh halloween movie it's like the seventh friday right it's the it's we're on uh jason takes manhattan actually at this point so we're on eight it's um it's uh new blood jason takes manhattan is 89 is it I thought it yeah. was 88. I could have sworn it was 88. No, but... it's 89. Then, like, film back to back. Oh, is that what no, it was? I, yeah, I do remember okay. them being done, like, right next to each other. Okay. Yeah, the, the film back to back, you had, as a New Blood, Dream, Dream Master, Ugh. <laughs> The Return of Michael Myers. God. You had Hellraiser 2, Hellbound. I just think it's interesting that this is a big year for sequels, but Child's Play is the first one that comes out that's a, yes. a new standalone one. It's the first new well, oh, IP that you get so kind of in this year. I, Except I, for I, okay, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, Killer Clowns, um, and They Live all came out this year, but you also had Sleepaway Camp 2, which, right. no, Unhappy Camper, <laughs> <laughs> Phantasm 2, and Return of the Living Dead 2. Yeah, so we're we're definitely already in a heavy sequel era mm-hmm. of of horror films, uh, and there are already so many established franchises at this point. Uh, but basically, Child's Play uh, comes along and and has a different kind of premise and kind of it. it first of all, it's the one that has the best sequels out of any of the slasher franchises, yeah, in my opinion. It, it is definitely the best quality throughout the whole franchise. Uh, and it's, you know, it doesn't start until 1988, which is fairly, uh, fairly far amazing. behind. Well, yeah. yeah, which is why it's probably, it's probably why it's the one that's still going right now. Because, Possibly, I mean, we yes. just got, what was it? Was it Cult that came out last or Curse that came out last? Uh, Cult. Cult came out last. Cult. And yeah. that was 2017? Yeah, so I that's, believe so, that's yes. really recent. Yeah. <laughs> you could, uh, let me just, uh. Let me just check. Fuck, I'm, that I'm Friday sure. thing was like 2014. That was like so long ago now, it feels like. Just yet, yeah. Um, was it a fun, Call Friday of Chucky 13th? Was that, was that was 2009. Bullshit. That was 10 years yeah. ago, Isaac. Oh my God. I know it doesn't seem like it, but Jesus that was 10 Christ, years I'm ago. An idiot and yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> that was 10 years ago. Fuck. Oh, 1990 was like, what was that 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's how it feels. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, no, I was two. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that at all. <laughs> uh, but basically, what we're saying is that this this established a long running slasher franchise that came very late in the game and ended up being, in my opinion, one of the best ones. Yeah, the only real big slasher film to come out after this is Scream. We were talking about like right. other than even out of the slasher films or slasher <clears throat> franchises. You well, know. And even Scream, as we've talked about, is not really a slasher film. It's more of a commentary on slasher films yeah. than it yeah. is a slasher film and itself. You say Final Destination. But I would rather Mm-mm. not think about it. Mm-mm. Final Destination isn't no. a slasher franchise. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's no. just stupid horror. Unless, yeah, no, I mean, no, it's not. Uh, Final Destination is more of just like a, hey, here's the craziest way we can make people die. Yeah, and you just t- you just have to take off your shirt and play Dawson's Creek music, and then that's yeah. basically Final Destination yeah. in a nutshell. And then oh someone my dies. Hey, Tony Todd was in some of them. Was he really? Yeah, the last two. 
Oh, I only saw one. Um, That's all um, I cared to see. I really two, enjoyed the conversation series, but okay. two is the only one I liked personally. But <laughs> I feel like it was like the most realistic portrayal of uh, being scared to drive on the highway. Uh, I mean, that's me yeah, every day. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and what about Matrix 2, though? Come on now. Matrix Reloaded. I'm scared shitless of the highway. That now. just makes me scared of motorcycles, <laughs> uh, which I already was. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Child's Play, the first one, is directed by Tom Holland. and no, He plays we, Spider-Man yeah. every day. He plays all the Spider-Man. He's, he's, and, yeah, no, we do not mean the Tom Holland that, that plays Spider-Man, obviously, because he wasn't born yet. He's the spideriest man this to Tom ever spider. Holland is too busy scaring the little girl. <laughs> scaring the little girl? Yeah, so uh, Tom, Tom Holland, other than directing this, is also famous for directing Langoliers. Uh, as we're referencing. Which is uh, not that great a movie, but you should watch it. It's really not, but please watch it's it. Awful. <laughs> Only watch it once. That's all That's all you need. Also, he directed... We should do it on a bad bad. Uh, no, well, we're going to do a whole Stephen King miniseries. We're going to do a, a Stephen King miniseries at some point, but... It'll run oh, yeah. just as long as The Stand does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Langoliers, uh, he did Langoliers. He also did Thinner, um which is another Stephen King adaption. Mm. And then he also did Fright Night. Uh, he, I think mm. he, he directed and wrote Fright Night. And Fright Night, if nobody's ever seen that, is great. Mm. Uh, definitely one of my favorite, like, I would say almost horror films. I would say it's not... It's not exclusively a horror film. It's more of just, like, a fun, like, 80s, like, teenage film. But uh, it, it's good. I would say it's okay. it's really fun and great. Uh, it's like, what he if your also, neighbor? What if your neighbor was a vampire? That's basically. The oh, is that what it's about? Thing, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he also wrote Psycho, Psycho Two. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not so excited about yeah. that. But <laughs> fine. I, I've heard Psycho Two is actually okay. I've and only then, I've only seen the first, like the uh, the Hitchcock one. I really just don't care beyond that. Same. Yeah, yeah. I just I mean it's a, <laughs> it's a classic film, and most classic films I really get upset when they get a sequel. The only one that's proved me wrong so far has been Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Blade Runner 2049 is a fucking amazing yeah. movie. So, I mean, most of the but time, there's though... there's some really good shots in this. There's huh? some really good shots in this that that, well, that are kind of definitely Tom Holland. Oh, you mean in, in Child's Play there's really great shots? Yeah. Okay, there's thought... also really good shots in Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I yeah. thought you were talking about Psycho too. I was confused. Oh, no. I think we were all thinking. Yeah. everyone was thinking, talking about something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is fucking beautifully yes. shot. That's such a great looking film. But Child's Play does have some really interesting shots. I'm trying to think of some of the like the a lot really of the POV really good shots are good. Yeah. The POV shots so are good. So many low angle shots. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and yeah, the low angle shots and just the um the shots where nothing's happening, where you know Chucky's in the room, but the, like people are just scanning the room, trying to figure out mm. what's going on. Right, For yeah. whatever reason, nothing happens in the shots, but they're still really effective. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, that's really good when nothing's happening on the screen, but you're, but still, you're still glued to it. And you're just like, <laughs> whoa, what's going on here? This is opposite of what you should be doing when you're making yeah, a movie. Nothing's happening on the screen, but you are still turtling a little bit. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> yeah. you're just like, what's about to scare the literal shit out of me? Uh, <laughs> and then, ah, oh, just... When you finally get shots with Chucky on screen, he always just is either scurrying about or just making the most amazing faces. Yeah, just the most oh, amazing yeah. faces yeah. you can possibly yeah, make. We'll get into the actual like like the puppet and all that stuff later. But yeah, there's just some really great effects in this that 
Uh, oh man, we have to talk about. Uh, anyway, uh, let's also talk about uh, the, I guess, the brain behind the whole franchise, Don Mancini, which we've talked about Don Mancini multiple times. Uh, all gay king. He, he is he is one of all gay kings. Is good oh, old yeah. Don Mancini. <laughs> that's that's he true. Is, he is gay. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, hella sassy on Twitter. And if you don't follow Don Mancini on Twitter, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, seriously. I mean, I I see everything that Don Mancini posts because we follow him on Twitter, and I get all the notifications from Twitter. But I know I've said this before, but what's Twitter? Shut up! <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth! <laughs> I, I hate you. <laughs> uh, Don, Don Mancini, as we talked about earlier, he he kind of got inspiration from the Robert Dahl real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he 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 wrote the screenplay to this movie, and um, he uh, he writes in a lot of ambiguity. To, to the screenplay in the sense that you're not entirely sure, especially in about the first two-thirds of the film, if the doll really is alive or not, or if it's just mm. Andy, you know, going around just doing stupid shit. Uh, and I think that's that plays really well into how the film works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Although, in the finished film, you don't really have so much of that ambiguity because you know that Charles Lee Ray is in the doll. <clears throat> you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, well, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, when you experience the film for the first time, let's say it's it's great for a first watch if you've never seen it before, mm. you're really not that sure. I, I guess. Mean, even though you've true. seen trailers yeah. and you've seen other, other Chucky movies at that point, yeah. or you've seen something about Chucky before that, if you're just watching this movie, you're not entirely sure. And I'm just thinking about it now, yet, conceivably, Charles Lee Ray could be in the doll, but telling Andy what to do yeah you know what i mean it could be i don't know if he's been able to transfer himself into the doll yeah or whether what his what the extent of his abilities are and stuff like Mm. that so okay so i'll give it i think you're right it is most people nowadays are disadvantaged by knowing too much about chucky you have to go into this with more of a clean slate to enjoy kind of the <clears> same like feeling that you would have gotten in 1988 when it came out. Because now you know that Chucky walks around and makes quips and is a total douchebag. But you didn't at first. <laughs> I, I, think, I think most people now are disadvantaged from knowing too much because of the internet. True. Uh, uh, the, I, I have seen too many things on the internet and it has destroyed me internally. Rule 34 exists, you're right. Uh, I mean, not just that, but other, <laughs> other things. Uh, the, <laughs> you're about the, to have that, like, fucking uh, disassociated moment of that cat with the flower on his head. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is just another internet reference. Uh, it all comes full circle, really. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I think I, I think the screenplay to this first film is very well put together mm. because, of, because of that ambiguity and how it builds tension really well, which, like we said, we'll talk about uh, later in, in, in the way that it builds tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, let's talk about uh, some of the, the key players in this, uh, most notably Brad Dorif, who we mentioned multiple times. Brad Dorif is great! Uh, uh, and, and Brad Dorif. Tommy Wiseau impersonator. <laughs> right, yeah. And, 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 and apparently very sweet in person. That's, oh, really? that's what that's I awesome. hear, yes. Uh, but well, he has such a good voice for Chucky, and he does that throughout oh, the entire series. I love series, his voice. And it's, it's so his good. His voice is my favorite. He has a great voice, and yeah, he he portrays Chucky and uh, obviously Charles E. Ray when he's uh, in a live person in a real body, uh, and uh, he so, there's something about his performance that just seems so genuinely malicious. 
<laughs> that I, I just like I know he see he's probably a, a nice person in real life, but he just seems like a genuinely evil person. I think I mean, it's just the way like he looks. Yeah. It's just the way that he looks. Unfortunately, like it probably is you know what I mean. His face, That's, yes. To be honest, they they cast him. Like I said, the first thing that I saw Brad Dourif in was that episode of X Files where he plays a convicted murderer who's on death row and helps Scully find out stuff about but her it, dad. But it's not even just his appearance; it's his voice too. His True. voice is very. It very much sounds like somebody who would kill you. Like <laughs> you his, stupid his, bitch. Yeah, his voice is very <laughs> rough around the edges, yeah. and I think that that plays well into the way that he plays Chucky. Because that's all you're hearing after the very opening scene is right. just his voice. And you, he, you know, he has to. It's actually really masterful that he is like an actor. Like he's able to do voice acting so well in such a way that it's a convincing performance mm. for this animatronic fucking doll. Uh, <laughs> for this little shit that you could punt. You know? Yeah, exactly. He, he makes you scared. He makes Chucky feel six feet tall. Yeah, he even makes though, him believable. Right, sure, exactly. Yeah. Even though he's like this tiny little piece of shit that you could just. Fucking, yeah, like you said, one punt of, across a room. One of the lines that he delivers really well is just when he's like, when the voodoo, the voodoo man is just like, you gotta tell, you gotta transfer your soul into the first person you told, and just the the, the malicious glee of him going, "I'm gonna be six years old again." Yeah, yeah. that's upsetting. Like, that's just like that part ooh, really is upsetting. Yeah, he just like lets out that cackle. And he's just like, yeah. oh yeah, that's. I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a child again. I'm gonna be able to like relive my whole life again, like that whole thing. Um, and then he's probably got it in his head that you know, when he gets to a certain age, he can just transfer his soul into other kids. Yeah. And then speaking of six-year-olds, uh, the six-year-old in this, Andy, is portrayed by Alex Vincent. And one thing to protect him. <laughs> One thing that my girlfriend pointed out to me that I hadn't even thought of, she was like, hey, did they take the Andy from Toy Story from Child's Play? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Let's oh, God, did they? <laughs> it, is, it is a theory of this podcast that they did. Uh, yeah, at least that's what that's... I'm going to posit. So Toy Story was originally a horror movie, but it split in two at one point in the writing, and the other half became <laughs> small soldiers, and there you oh, go. My God. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love Alex Vincent is the cutest <laughs> six-year-old. I hate kids. I absolutely fucking hate kids. If anyone like anyone who knows me knows that. But Alex Vincent just makes me want to just hug him and protect him because he's Milo so Hughes. adorable. M- Miko. Milo Miko, Miko Hughes, Hughes can kick the shit out of Alex Vincent any day. And I say we put him in Miko a cage match together. Miko Hughes is adorable as well. I do love about like horror child actors. I love Miko. Alex Vincent just has a place in my heart. Okay. I love Miko Hughes. I am going to say I kind of hate Alex Vincent in this. Oh, I, I'm, just, I'm just being fully honest here. I really don't like his performance at all and it like shows his age shows very much in my opinion. Uh, I actually kind of like it. Like my, I think my favorite scene with Alex Vincent is definitely in the police station when he's like, "Come on, Chucky, say something!" And that's the first time he asks him to talk before that. But then finally, mm. in the police station, he's like, "Fuck you, asshole! Fucking say something, ass! Fuck you!" And he punches him or something, and everyone's like, what? "Okay, you're crazy, and you killed a woman." <laughs> one of my fa- one, like one of my favorite things is when he's he you know they found he looks at the shoes and he realizes it was Chucky and he's just like I know who it was and it was just like oh you adorable little 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, or like when he's having a wee and he's he leaves his doll in the chair and he's just going for a wee. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll be back in a minute. And just going for a tinkle. I still don't believe that that kid can make it all the way to that part of Chicago, like, un- unaccompanied. But I guess with Chucky, maybe maybe off screen, he murdered like three or four people on the way to get there. <laughs> it's hard to say, really. Um, but yes, he is a resourceful child if he actually didn't make it yeah. to that part of Chicago. Chicago? Was it Chicago? It was Chicago, right? Was it Chicago? Yeah, because we were talking about it. They had the elevated train and everything. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, it is the L. Um, with uh, with no help, yeah. really, other than the doll, which we're not even sure if off screen the doll was actually helping. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of his performance, uh, but I mean, he's a kid. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, I, you know, I feel like Miko Hughes was a better performance. In well, no, I mean, personally. to be fair, I like Alex Vincent a lot in, in the first one. I do not remember what he I does. remember liking him more in the second one. I don't remember him in the second one. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen the second one I'm not saying anything about him as an actor specifically. I'm just saying in this first film I don't sure. like him as no, much. No, I got you. I definitely uh, like him more than who they got to play Andy in fucking Child's Play 3. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hate that guy. Yeah. That, that guy kind of sucks. See, and, and overall... Child's Play 3 is the worst one. Overall, I kind of like it. Like, it's not bad, but at the same time, a lot of the acting in it sucks. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It is what it is. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I feel. I feel like that's enough about Andy just for. Yeah, the no, he, good kid, but good kid, uh, bad. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking did for? Did you forget words? Yes, I did. <laughs> shoes. My good shoes. Toaster. Yeah, we'll Toast, go with good toaster, shoes. Crackers. Crack. Okay. Uh, hat rack. What are you talking? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> 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 Someone help Isaac. Are you okay? Let's <laughs> <laughs> hit my reset button. Isaac machine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Catherine Hicks. Catherine Hicks plays Karen, uh, Andy's mom in this, and uh, she's actually I like her performance in this a lot. She's uh, she is equally like a caring mom, like believably a caring mom, and uh, struggling uh, to be a person. <laughs> struggling in general, like yeah. monetarily, emotionally, just everywhere. Physically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just all, all types of things are happening. Um, but Like her, her best friend dies in the first moments of the film. She thinks her kid did it. He's crazy now and thinks the doll is alive. She's also getting hit on by like this cop and she's not okay with it. But then the cop just tells her to go away because he thinks she's crazy. A lot of things are happening to this oh, yeah. woman. <laughs> uh, but she is involved in one of my favorite, probably the best scene in the whole movie, which is where you finally realize that Chucky actually is alive, mm-hmm. which is the scene where she's about to throw him in the fire. Uh, and she has like a very realistic re- reaction, I think, to that whole thing. Mm. And that's where like you finally see like the puppet... Uh, that we realize that uh, they made multiple of these, by the way, of, of the, the animatronic puppets. For Feels different... like they would have to. It, it, it's not, <laughs> I mean, not only the, the number of times that he gets shot flying backwards in slow motion, <laughs> yes. yeah. which is, which is I counted it four times. Uh, he gets shot four times and flies back in slow motion. Four times in this movie. Uh, and, uh, but besides that, they have to have like multiple puppets for like the different movements and stuff. Oh, okay. But yeah, the scene, the first scene where he actually moves, like actually moves, 
not not just like the doll moving, but him moving and him ha- having real facial expressions. Mm. Uh, she has him in her hands, and she's about to throw him in the fire, and then he's like, "You bitch!" You know, like he comes to life, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" It is ge- mm. legitimately terrifying. Just the look on his face. It is a shit your pants scene. Yeah, because I. Before that, she just has this weird shitted and grin on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, the Chucky doll looks like a dumbass, and you want to <laughs> punch him and shove him in the closet, never to be looked at again. But then <laughs> he just gets this scowl on his face. He's like, fuck you. And you're like, whoa, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Please throw him in the it's fire. It's very please, upsetting. Please, please. Like, you mm-hmm. immediately are like, please go into the fire. Fun <laughs> fact that I just learned looking at Catherine Hicks's wiki, which I know... Don't trust Wiki. But um, she's married to the person who designed the Chucky doll. Oh, that's really go. cool. Yeah, yeah. She, she's married to Kevin Yeager, who designed the puppet. Huh. That's great. Oh, puppets. Um, yeah, the puppets. Uh, which the puppet... Um, you know, I mean, it's not, it, it wasn't incredibly groundbreaking. I'm not going to say that it's like the first animatronic ever ever made. Because, you know, it was, it was 1988, obviously no. they already had animatronics. Jaws happened already. Mm. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it, it was, I mean, the what, like the amount of like small stuff that they mm-hmm. had to put into like a doll and make it like believably, believably a doll and still moving by itself is kind of intriguing. Because, uh, like I said, they had to make multiple dolls and that was like really intricate work that they had to put in the face movements yes, and that thing especially mm. after he get the one after he gets his skin burned off and stuff yes. like even then yeah. he is still really intricate after yeah. like after all the skin That's stuff is removed cuz exactly. he's still he's basically like the terminator without yes. without skin he's just like he all seems, this just weird oof, you look at the doll and it seems human yeah right and the thing is is like it was all a self-contained unit because it was all rc controlled they use like uh, rc controllers for the whole thing that's uh, awesome so it's like it's like it had like batteries and stuff in it and they actually had to like it you know it was like this thing that it was probably very heavy did they ever make uh, them fight the the other dolls yeah make yeah, fight? yeah 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 oh, get, get one chucky doll and i the hope other there chucky was doll. footage of that it's like that it's like that um that that uh I'm going to say board game, but it's not a board game, but it's like the two, the red and blue robot that punch each other until the hay pops up. Rock'em sock'em robots. That's the yes. one. We didn't I was thinking battle bots. I was thinking put them on some wheels and just I let them just go to town. randomly thinking, sock'em boppers, boppers, <laughs> more fun than a pillow fight. That was just, <laughs> that's the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, love the puppet. Uh, the puppet's good. Some of it was played by children actors and Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah. like oh, when oh, you okay. see his legs, it's normally either played by a child or a dwarf. Uh, yeah, the the scurrying shots oh. in the background, those are all, that's all actual people. Huh, interesting, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, though. I mean, because, I mean, I can't imagine them being able to have, like, an animatronic that runs, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a tough, this, walking... We can't even have robots that do that now. Boston Dynamics is really shitting the bed on that Walking front. is one of the hardest things to make a robot do uh, because of just, yeah. like, the constant balancing act that we're doing all the time being bipedal. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, anyway, that's a whole, like, you know, physics thing. <laughs> Uh, but the the puppet, the in in the expressiveness of the puppet really plays into the way tension is built in this film. And, and the thing is, is you're not like we said before. We're, you're not entirely sure until he actually starts moving his face parts 
uh, that he's actually in the doll and the doll's actually doing anything, you think really it's just Andy either going crazy or the doll just whispering things to mm-hmm. him. Yeah, because uh, Andy <laughs> scolded repeatedly every time something weird happens. The babysitter scolds him for turning on the TV. Yeah. Uh, he scolded for pushing her out of the window, even though he clearly doesn't have any brown sugar on his shoes, Mr. Policeman. You gotta look somewhere else. You look out no evidence. Aunt Maggie was a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, one, uh, and, and also one of the things that I talked I talked about was there's no way that she could have been forced that that hard out of the window with what happened there. But uh, I also love that I don't uh, want to nitpick too much. But <laughs> oh, I'll nitpick the shit out of the fact that so she's killed with a good guy's hammer that comes out of his his toolbox that he buys. Why is why do they give him a metal hammer? Why is it a true. real tool? That's true. It's a real hammer that they put in a child's toy. Uh, yeah, so and that's what kills the, the babysitter. <laughs> that's because true. the 80s. It was made of lead, it too. It was made of lead. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. It's uh, There's a lot of questions there. But, um, yeah, but... Uh, the tension is really, it's really well done. And, yeah, everyone, you, you get the sense that everyone's really frustrated by it, too. Everyone has the feeling of going crazy. The cop, the the mom, mm. and Andy, all all three feel like, why is this happening in the way that it is? Andy's like, why aren't you talking when other people are around? The mother's like, why the fuck is my son crazy? And the, the cop really doesn't care. He just wants to get home and eat fish sticks. But he has to deal with this shit. No, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, for God's sake. I feel that, minus the fish sticks. Thing, but, um, the cop's like, Chelsea Ray's dead. He's not coming for me. What the fuck? Until it, what's the realization for him? Um, like, it's something about the toy the store. No, it, it, no, the toy he attacks him in the, car. in the car. Remember that he, uh, Chucky attacks him in the car. Remember? But no, but she mentions something about the toy store. He says she says Chucky. No, and they the, mentioned the, the toy does. store earlier on. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the he, he still doesn't. Does. He still doesn't really believe that's, her. But. That's right. Yeah, right. When he uh, when he finally saves her from being sexually assaulted by the homeless man that she buys the doll from, he admits that he found it in a burned out toy store. That's when the gears start turning for him. Oh yeah, and then I think he he's like start, he starts mm. driving towards it or something. Yeah, like that. Exactly. And, and then, that's when Chucky is yeah, like, Chucky "Fuck you, bitch!" Pops up is like, "Yes, I am actually alive. Die." <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, and, yes, I am here. Hi. <laughs> and then they definitely do the horror movie trope that every horror movie does of, oh, everyone's dead, or it's dead, we don't have to worry anymore, and then big scare at the end. The, they well, do the it, but they is, do it really cool. They do it multiple times. Yes. The thing. They do it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, they do it so many they times. They do it a lot of times because they destroy the shit out of that doll, <laughs> and he's still alive. The only way that they do it is... Where they blow up his head, or what do they do? No, they had to shoot him in the heart. They oh, they shoot him in the heart. heart. That's right. They didn't do that for some reason. Yeah, they shot every other thing off. They they basically dismember the torso and take off the head. I do love it. (laughs) I love it when the body's attacking everybody and the head's just going, "Kill them! Kill them all!" (laughs) I love that. No, I love the dumb mustache cop who comes and he's like, "What?" See, this is a doll. It's not going to hurt me. And then the fucking thing comes out of the air vent and just starts choking him. You're like, your hand can't even fit around his trachea, but he's still acting like... What, what's going on? can fit around the Adam's apple. I guess. So I No mean, one needs that, though. What's that there for? 
I don't know. That's yeah, a fair question. I don't, I don't know either. Anyway, so uh, one <laughs> of the things that we didn't really go into uh, depth about yet uh, is uh, voodoo, uh, or the use of voodoo Ooh. in this movie. Uh, the, here's the thing. Voodoo is not very common in these sorts of slasher films. Uh, I mean, we did uh, Serpent in the Rainbow, maybe. Um, it, I mean, it's not really a slasher film, but they do. There's some voodoo in Serpent in the Rainbow. So, but I can't, it came out the same year. Came out the same year. I can't really pull too many instances of voodoo or vodun, as it's actually called, uh, from a lot of popular media. There has been a couple of like TV shows that have referenced it. There's an old TV show called Do South that did an episode about it. Um, there was a, <laughs> Do South. There is a yeah, I know. It's about Mounties. It, bounties. Mount. No. Yes. It's mounties. about Mounties. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a co- popular comic series and game on the N64 called Shadow Man, uh, in which uh, that delves into Vodun or Voodoo a lot. Um, Mumbo Jumbo from Banjo Kazooie. Uh, sure, okay. <laughs> but the, the, the fact that and the frog that had a lot of it—that's true. <laughs> but see, okay, the thing is, Voodoo is or Vodun is very much like any other of kind of like the old old world religions and old world spiritual uh, sex or I don't mm-hmm. know what you want to call yeah, it. Sex it's kind of like Wicca. In the sense that, you know, mm. these things are meant, the, the way that they are practiced and the way that they are passed down is primarily meant to pass on good luck or for fortune telling or for seeing the future or for trying to right. divine what's going to happen to you or your loved ones or whatever going forward in life. Uh, mostly, voodoo does not involve voodoo dolls and transferring souls into inanimate right. objects and doing all the other crazy things that is associated with in popular media. But it is one of those things that that our culture is taken to as something that can be exploited and is unknown. And anything unknown, we can kind of bastardize however we want. Oh, so. yeah. White people <laughs> bastardize the religion again. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> or as we like to call it, cultural appropriation. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit when we talked about the Wicker Man episode five. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talked about paganism, because uh, it's yeah. kind of a similar sort of thing. There's a lot of things that we uh, bastardize about paganism uh, because paganism, just like voodoo, uh, is c- complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we don't know about it. Uh, because uh, a lot of it's very cultural and you would have to be uh, in the culture to really get a lot of the customs. And obviously a lot of what we learn about it is from popular media, which is wrong. Yeah. Or a kind of overblown version of it in many cases. And see, I will say Wicker Man definitely. Wicker Man and a film we recently saw, Midsummer. those films take an effort to understand the actual idea and the culture behind what they're talking about, and then they kind of mess with it a little bit to fit the needs of building a horror story. So right. those two films actually have a pretty good grounding in a, what uh, witchcraft or what paganism actually is. I will say, I don't think Child's Play did a lot of research no. into voodoo no, I think in order to create this. Skimming, <laughs> skimming the popular surface is, is, is how I would put it. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's any real uh, depth in what they're talking about when they talk about voodoo, but it is an interesting element to put in the movie. And it's unique amongst horror films. There aren't that many other horror films that do uh, talk about Vodun uh, or voodoo, no. as it's uh, more commonly known. And um, other than him transferring his soul, the only thing you really see is him doing the, the voodoo doll, which they don't explain how 
he does that. He just, I have this voodoo doll of you. And the guy's like, oh no, that sucks ass. And then he breaks his leg. And he's like, oh fuck, I'm dead now. Um, <laughs> he do the thing. He chucky. He don't care. <laughs> uh, but he even says, and one thing we were talking about earlier is, uh, John, the man that teaches him the spells and stuff, even does mention at one point that I, I taught you all these things for good. And then when mm. he does become Chucky, he's like, you have become a, fr- a, a, a disgrace to nature. An abomination. Yeah, right. a freak of nature. Something like that. Yeah, what did you say? Procrastination? Is that what you said? I said a freak of nature, and then I think oh. I started saying abomination right after they oh, did. And it then sounded it like just... you said a procrastination. I'm sorry. <laughs> Procrastination of death, I guess, if you want to put it that yeah, way. Yeah, sure. That's, okay, let's there you go. spin it that way. But, <laughs> but yeah, so even here, they do make the attempt to realize that Vodun is not for evil. Vodun, like, voodoo is a, a, a an avenue of good in the world, but people use it in the wrong ways, just as Charles Lee Ray has right. in this instance. So. Yeah. What makes me laugh with Charles Lee Ray as the Lakeshore Strangler? He doesn't really do much strangling. He mostly he doesn't. uses right. a knife. In this it's, movie, we don't know. No, how- it's kind of implied that throughout his career as a serial killer that he used a knife. Now, was he a serial killer or was he like a hitman? Serial killer. Oh, okay. He's a serial killer. I thought he worked with like organized crime and stuff, too. No. Oh, okay. Because no, like, there were all the people like, like the guys who house he blew up. Like, wasn't that part of... I'm sorry. That's his partner. I mean, they did other <laughs> crime. Yeah, they did and, other crime. Like, uh, okay. right? Yeah, in a lot of like Carl Pansrum. Yeah, Carl Pansrum did a lot of different crimes. Uh, yeah, but there was a lot of serial killers that did multiple crimes. Uh, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, he did mm. a lot of crimes. He didn't. Uh, he okay. didn't just kill people. He, he he also robbed people, and he, you know, breaking and entering was it? Breaking and entering is a large part of becoming a serial killer. It's like it's an I evolution. Would assume it had to be. It's an yeah. ele- evolution mm. thing. Yeah. Normally, yeah, normally it's it's like peeping and then like uh, breaking and entering and then. Uh, you know, sexual assault and killing is normally the a, a pretty common progression. But uh, anyway, Ooh. yeah, a lot of serial <laughs> killers do more than just kill. Uh, they do they they do a lot of things to supplement their killing. Uh, yeah, in a lot of ways, like uh, like like iron and, and protein and and like up just other like crimes. <laughs> Why not do murders and then. Do other crimes, and, but but to get into the strangling thing, like it, it, you know, it might just be a label that they put. Like maybe he strangled one. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was yeah. thinking too. Is yeah. He strangled one person. Because you, you strangle one guy, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly you're the lakeside strangler. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I guess that's my name now. Uh, yeah. Uh, God, what would be the look on the 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 clerk's face if you went in? I'm just gonna change my name to Lakeside Strangler now. Just put that on my driver's license. Yeah. Just wanna like you, you know you're normally not. Supposed to be that visible, but no, it's, it's, no, it's fine. No. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that was a tangent. Oh yes, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can always count on me and Chrissy to go on a serial killer tangent. Uh, no, anyway, it, it works. Yeah, it does work. It works. Uh, credibility is a big part, uh, like a big theme, I guess, of this whole movie. Is like, is like things that you have to do to convince people that you're telling the truth and especially if it's something as unbelievable as a doll is alive and killing people yeah. and it's 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 hard in this one because in a lot of movies like you have ghost movies and then you have freddy and you have a lot of other things where yeah, people try to establish to other people that this weird thing exists 
But somehow it always gets resolved in a much different way than it does in the Child's Play universe. Because at the end of Child's Play, Chucky's dead. You have the doll in your hand. It's it's burned. It's shot. It's bleeding. It sucks to look at. And yet you know he's still going to take it back to the chief of police and he's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, literally, Norris says, do you believe me now? And then the mustachioed cop, I forgot what his name is, says, yeah, but who's going to believe me? Yeah, That's, so it's like... He's also... he's. Cop fuck fuck stash. <laughs> cop fuck stash. Cop fuck stash. <laughs> cop, cop fuck stash says, "Who's gonna believe me?" Uh, which uh, begs the question: Yeah, who is gonna believe him? Because I mean, there's this big group of people. It seems like a conspiracy at this point. Uh, if if mm. you're if you're gonna put it that way, that you know, basically, I have this agreed upon story, so to speak. Uh, that, you know, how are you going to believe that? Yeah, and how clearly, no one does that? by the second movie because they put the mom right. into an insane asylum right. or. Uh, mental care institute or whatever you want to call it and then they send the child who was too young to know what was going on so they just put him into foster care and we have no idea what happens to the police oh probably they they, uh were put on administrative leave yes absolutely let's let's say uh because most of the time that's what happens to cops that uh, fuck up yeah I don't know. That theme is really interesting. We and we did have a hard time trying to figure out how to exactly put that into words like the idea of Cause yeah, if you say a doll just up and murdered some people, no one believes you. Right. No. And so it makes Chucky a lot different than a lot of other things, and it makes him a little bit scarier. Cause obviously he does come back, and so the people left behind are left with the feeling of what if he does come back, and people will not it's, believe it's like, me again. It's like every character in the movie that experiences Chucky actually being alive is like taking turns being gaslighted. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> He's just like, did I really see that shit? I don't, I don't know. Now this person who seems much more credible than I do right now is making me second guess that. So, I don't know. It's it's gaslighting the movie. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is gaslighting at one point where Chucky literally blows up Eddie Caputo's house with the gas. Dad, ah, shut up! I like it. I, wow. I, I'm down with Look, that joke. I fucking hate both of you. <laughs> God. Look, I was gaslit. I can make the joke. Oh, man. I'm about to yeet myself out of this fucking podcast oh, room man. right now. I feel, I feel some comedy solidarity between me and Christine. No, I hate it. I feel like a third wheel. Oh, shit. This really, fucking oh, bicycle horror. Uh... <laughs> uh Anyway. So we should uh, talk about it. We should yeah. talk about the remake. Oh, yeah. I already did! Yeah, I mean... Ah. This one's for Tupac. Oh, my God. Oh, I fucking hate they you. Had I to say that it. would be good. No, it didn't work. Oh. Should, I made the joke, Stephen. You should Stephen. feel ashamed. Fuck you. <laughs> I can't remember what episode <laughs> it was, but in a new section, uh, Isaac regaled us of his uh, experience watching the remake of Child's Play, and it, it was, was not good. It was the one before the Bye Bye Man, I think. Whatever that one the was. The biggest problem here with the remake versus, uh, and even, like, watching the second one, or the first one, rather, a second time, within the first five minutes of this one, you're like, oh, shit, that's really cool. He's a serial killer that just transforms himself into a doll. That's an amazing origin story for a killer. I want to see this movie. Fucking the new one disgruntled guy in a factory gets yelled at by his boss and fired and is like, oh, I'm going to make this doll kill people. <laughs> the fuck? It the is, absolute fuck. It's a very lazy premise. 
So it's not yeah, bad. It's... Now, now, granted, Isaac is the only one of us has actually seen this movie, uh, but I, I trust Isaac's judgment on the. You this shouldn't, sort of thing. but on this, you can. <laughs> I... <laughs> okay. So the the only other review that I'd seen of it other than yours, Isaac, was Red Letter Media, uh-huh. and they had me for a moment just because they were like, "Okay, it's so bad that it's kind of funny." Mm. But then you said it wasn't even that kind of funny level bad, so I'm like, nope, it's nope. Not, there are parts of it, but like I said, the jokes don't land. And that's one thing that's good about Chucky. Maybe not in this one. He gets funnier over time. In this one, he doesn't mm. crack that many jokes. But as the story goes on, and especially by Bride of Chucky and the ones that follow, Chucky is a laugh attack. Chucky is hilarious. The way he kills people is hilarious. Like, he is fun to watch. Right. And so it, it definitely straddles that line between horror and just fun bullshit movie and yeah. that's fun. That's what that's what the Friday that's what Nightmare on Elm Street tried to be. Yeah. But didn't quite Yeah. Uh, like Freddy's funny always Freddy. scarier. But I like Funny Freddy, but the rest of the characters around him in the sequels were so sh- The real downers, they don't like getting killed very much. I don't <laughs> understand. What a bunch of nerds. Yeah, the only draw for me in those later nightmares is Funny Freddy, because everyone else is so lame. But at least with this, when you've got Funny Chucky, the scripts adapt to being funny. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like Bride with the fucking dull sex scene or Seed of Chucky where he, where fucking Billy Boyd's character thinks he's Japanese oh. because it says Made in Japan on his wrist. Oh, oh God. Man. I or, don't. Like the, no. Glen, the whole Glenn Glenda <laughs> aspect of, of, uh, of, of uh, Seed of Chucky, which okay. I love. Our first, our first genderqueer horror villain is good old shit face anyway <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's good the, the, but yeah the thing about the new one is that it's not funny there's right. nothing funny about it what we're it. saying is the no. sequels are a lot better than the, the remake yeah. is uh unfortunately that's, that's but they, just but the they are doing the child's play no the chucky is it a chucky tv series or a child's it's play it's an of chucky ch- tv series right. is what they're doing and that, right? that is don mancini yeah. doing it so Yes, that would be Don Mancini, Brad Dourif, probably Brad Dourif's daughter, who's currently like one of the main okay. characters. Um, Fiona okay. as Nika. So yeah, so Fiona Dourif is like she looks like her dad. Ooh. It's scary. Ooh. I don't know how I feel. Weird. No. Uh, and Jennifer Tilly, because we all love Jennifer Tilly. Yes. Oh, and yeah, we will just mention this briefly. Uh, not unlike uh, Friday the Thirteenth, there's there was a bit of a legal scuffle uh, with the the rights uh, to the it's specifically the name. It, 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 it's that Don Mancini doesn't have the rights to Child's Play, that particular branding, um, but mm. he can still. No, not right. Since so he three. Can, but he can still do of Chucky. That's his thing. Is he can still do any movie that's got of Chucky. And that's cool that he it. retained the rights to the character. That he was smart enough to do and that. And I think that's kind of why they didn't. Did they call the doll Chucky yeah, in this remake? Chucky. Okay, yeah. it's called Chucky. Okay, I didn't know if they'd. I'd, I know he also has the rights to Good Guy. That's why they had to call it Buddy because he yes, doesn't have. They the don't right, have. They, they don't do have not the have the rights to, to Good, good guy. guy. That is correct. They did something else. Yeah, that's yeah. all Mancini. Oh. Yep. I love the tweet he made when he well, when it was announced that they were remaking it without him. He just there's a very famous Mariah Carey gif <laughs> where she's just shaking her head saying I don't know her. <laughs> and he 
he just he just tweeted like that gif with Child's Play oh, remake. No. <laughs> it's just I don't know her. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Oh man, but uh, but yeah, and Jennifer Tilly was quite upset, I think, overall. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this. I mean, she's devoted a lot of her career True. to this, hasn't yeah. she? And liar, liar. Uh, anyway. True. <laughs> I do, I do want a Liar Liar remake, but in the of Chucky universe. <laughs> it's, it's just Tiffany. Oh, please. Uh, what's some of her favorite moments from this oh, movie? Oh, shit. Oh, man. Um, okay, I got two. Definitely the one that I already talked about with as soon as Chucky's headless torso comes out of the air vent and starts choking mustachioed fuck's face. Like, I love that part. It's hilarious because he's like, look, you guys are dumb. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's my favorite. But also, yeah, the entire segment of him going to... Uh, the guy's house to blow it up. Yes. The entire segment. Him on the train with the doll and all the people are looking at him like, you shouldn't be here. And then I mean, by, I got a piss in the corner, Chucky. You stay right here. Chucky be like, no. Blow this house up. <laughs> Blow this fucking house up. The whole thing is great. It is played I'm very evil. well comedically. Yeah. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Chrissy. What you get? Oh, uh, Again, again, two. Again, there's two. It's that. You said Aunt Maggie was a real bitch. <laughs> it, just kills, it just kills me every fucking time. He had to wash his mouth absolutely out. absolutely kills me. He had to wash and his then, mouth out with soap every time that he said that line. Oh they God. took like 40 takes and, then, and he, um, he was just vomiting soap afterward. <laughs> and then one of my other favorite scenes is when he's making the bread. These are all Andy scenes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These are all Andy scenes. But, um... When he's making the breakfast for his mom, oh, yeah. because he wants his presents. That's something <laughs> I'd have done. So I, I just was like, "Oh, you're too adorable." But just uh, yeah, how horribly he puts it together. Just the biggest glob, an ice cream scoop of butter. Yeah, I thought it was ice cream at <laughs> yeah. first, and I was just like, "Why is that breakfast? I don't understand." And just the burnt toast, and it's odd. It's adorable, Zach. Oh, um. I'll choose to, since I don't want to feel left out. Uh, the first one is an obvious one, which is where Chucky f first comes to life for real for the first mm. time as a doll uh, mm. in that scene where she's about to put him in the fireplace. Uh, that's great. That's that's it an is amazing an excellent scene. It's probably the scene that makes yeah. the movie, probably. It you know is I mean? the whole turning point of the movie, yeah. I feel like, is where you because it's kind of the audience is being gaslit the whole time, too, mm -hmm. uh, through that through the whole movie and until you actually see Chucky come to life. As a physical being. I also like uh, where he is stabbing Detective Norris in the car. Uh, and where, where he's driving <laughs> yes. the car outrageously while being stabbed in the butt almost. Uh, and yeah, that's he almost having his nuts cut off. Yeah, it's a good scene. Uh, in just every single scene where he gets shot... And flies backwards <laughs> slow motion, which yeah. is four times it happens. It, it's, I don't know why they're obsessed with doing that, but Chucky gets shot four times and goes flying backwards slow motion four times. I think what it is, think about it. Okay, so if you have a, any kind of projectile hitting a doll, like, and you, you, you film that, it's just going to be boom! It's just gonna happen really fast and be kind of like because with a person, you know, they get shot and they have like the whole like aspect of like, oh fuck, oh, like falling or doing whatever they do. But with a doll, it's yeah. seriously just sitting there and you shoot it and it goes boom. 
really quick. You know, it's very anticlimactic. <laughs> or yeah, it just goes beep. <laughs> so they had to do something to make it a little more punchy. I think is what it is. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I just think it's hilarious. I still enjoy the film a lot. Uh, what are some of our final thoughts? I I love this. I love this franchise. Yeah. Mine, it, minus two and three, but I love this franchise. It's definitely the most unique one of all of all the horror franchises out there that you could watch. I mean. You have the gambit of of human nature stuff where it's like, okay, this is an insane killer, or okay, this is a killer mm. brought back in a dream, or okay. You have the gambit of that, and then you have this one, which is a little more fun, still very malicious, still very evil, but I, I don't know. It just, like I said, it sits right on that line between straight up horror and not necessarily parody and not necessarily comedy. I guess tongue-in-cheek is what you would call it. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the things I really like about this franchise is that a lot of slasher franchises, when they're in their sequels, it's clearly a money grab. Mm. They don't really try a whole lot of new things, but every sequel with Child's Play, probably after Child's Play 3, let's say, uh, is trying something new. Oh, I yeah. I think that they're really, they're really going out on a limb and trying to add something to the franchise, and I think that's unique for a slasher franchise mm-hmm, for sure. uh, to, to try and do. And I, I, It's really, like I said, it's the most consistent quality as far as sequels are concerned of any of the slasher franchises mm-hmm. because the rest of them are really hit or miss um you know i i would say other than than uh child's play a nightmare in elm street has some good sequels and yeah. friday has some enjoyable sequels in the sense that they're uh, enjoyably bad uh but i would say this one's like the most enjoyably good ones yeah, yeah. i mean uh, with the return of like the of with cult and curse which are the two most recent ones. Mm-hmm. Those are a return to, like, Charles Play 1 level genuine, like, trying to make something scary. Mm. Right. And yeah, Bride was definitely way Bride more of a parody pretty. than anything else. It's hilarious. It's awesome. Oh, it's it's great. a great movie. Yeah. But it's definitely more comedy mm. than it is horror. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It knows what but, it like, is. I mean... Colt has a really brilliant premise, which I won't say about because obviously spoilers, and that's recent, so it's mm-hmm. obvious a lot of people haven't seen that, unlike this. Right. But yeah, Colt is Cult, brilliant. So. And you should watch Colt, but you should probably, if you haven't watched Curse, I have to, I have to get Curse first. I have to get, we've gotten through Bride. That's where I am right now. I have to the, get through the rest of those. The thing you is, can probably skip Seed, but No, I, I won't skip. I won't skip. Because Seed is funny. I love Seed. Seed makes me fucking piss myself laughing. <laughs> I, I would say let's let's have a comparison here because the the other franchise to come out of the '80s that still it has most recently made of movie is Hellraiser, and Hellraiser yeah. uh, the most recent Hellraiser sequel was bad. Yeah, bad. I can't see so Hellraiser bad. getting. You can't get too much life out of that. Like you already told two me about all the lore in two. Good sequel. Yeah, you said two sounded. You said two sounded really good, and it expands on the lore and stuff like that, and that's really interesting. Mm. But once you get that lore expanded upon, and once you get all like the good stuff that's in one out there, what do you? Where do you the go thing, with it? How is, many more people want to be ripped apart by Cinnabites? The, the thing is, potentially, <laughs> I think because of how big the lore on Hellraiser is, it could have some really good sequels. Like you could expand on stuff that doesn't have necessarily anything to do with Cinnabites. But it's just they they only want to deal with things that have they to do with the They only want to deal with Pinhead. 
Right. And that that's why it's limited. It's yeah. limited in that way because they want to keep the franchise figurehead in the picture, and that kind of limits them in what they can actually do story-wise. And that's weird. I know we're kind of branching off onto a weird topic here, but why is Pinhead the quintessential part of Hellraiser? Because he kind of became the poster boy. Like yeah, Chucky. that sucks. Like yeah. Chucky, like Freddy. Slashers need, is Slashers need a villain. Shudder. Uh, there's a brilliant documentary on Shudder about Hellraiser that I'll give you the details to watch. Um, do we, we, still have, don't, we still don't have Shudder. Do so. we ha- <laughs> I do. Do we have I descriptions that we it. can put a link in? Oh, okay. Oh, yes, please give us things. Oh, wait, no, we're not. To- we're totally not stealing your service, Shudder. Please, <laughs> please still sponsor us. <laughs> I, I'm already stealing it from someone else. It's fine. Oh, God damn it! We never will get sponsored now. Uh, Jeremy's paying for it. Jeremy's <laughs> just giving us the go-ahead to use it. Okay. Account. Yeah. Okay, all I was going to say is it kind of sucks that Pinhead is the one that... Be, yeah, but can, you were going to say every slasher needs like a quintessential person to like yeah. head, like figurehead. It sucks that Pinhead's the one because like all of the other Cenobites are just as cool and creepy and scary. You know what I mean? And it sucks that like he has to be on the cover of every one. Give me an hour and a half film that's just the engineer going <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, please. <laughs> like, please. That's all, that's all I want. <laughs> what did the engineer, by the way? Did we already talk about yeah, that? Like, yeah, we, t- okay. t- yeah, well, we talked about the engineer. I'll, re- I'll re-listen to that episode and I'll, I'll learn some the engineer is the one at the end of Hellraiser where he's like that big monster yeah. that comes out of the closet. That's I know, yeah, exactly. What is the engineer? He doesn't even have like thumbs. <laughs> How can he engineer it? I can't What's imagine a- him building bridge one. I don't understand. Oh my god. We'll, t- we'll talk about it later. We didn't say civil engineer. We just said the engineer. <laughs> the, the engineer can be more ambiguous than that. But, uh... <laughs> Anyway, I think that's all we got for this week. It's a great note to end on. Uh, We love you all. Thank you very much. Thanks if you even listen at all. Uh, There's a little doll in the corner of your room tonight that wants to kill you. His name is Chucky. He's a good boy. and You can just punt him across the room. It's fine. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, just remember that any doll that's coming after you that's evil, just fucking kick it. Yeah, true. Very good. I don't understand why this new Annabelle movie is so scary. (laughs) Just kick that shit in the face. Zach Bagans just, you know, he keeps all his haunted dolls in cases. Nah, just fucking drop kick him. (laughs) <laughs> into the Hudson River <laughs> oh, oh thank you for listening uh, we love you see you later guys bye. thank you bye bye lads <laughs>